just like a little bit. Okay. All right. Because I talk softer. You um, do talk softer. I do. That's my, like, I'm just naturally a loud human. <laughs> but I like that about you. Probably it's the. A, it's an admirable skill. Probably the Philly Jew in me. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. Like, you hear, like, New York subset? Jews are pretty right. loud. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to think of my family. My family's kind of loud. Well, I don't know. I think my mom's loud. <laughs> Another episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction. I am your host, Caitlin Clother. With me is my co-host. Please state your name for the record. <laughs> I'm hearing that. Dara Whitman. Hi. Hi, Dara. What's how's it going? Well, I'm feeling a lot. You're feeling a lot of feels right now. Right, which I wasn't actually expecting, but like I'm feeling That's it. That's good. That's a good thing. Whether they're good feels or bad feels, as long as something makes you feel. It can't be all that bad, can it? I get. Yeah, well, yes, because the truth of the matter is, like, I'd rather feel something than feel nothing. Yes. So, like, that's my role. Even, like, with, like, movies. Like, if I'm bored by a movie and then I can watch another movie and I'm mad at it, I'm more, I like the movie that made me mad more. Mm-hmm. The least felt. The least felt. My like, heart my heart grows a bit. Yes. Like, what the, I might grow two sizes. Like, the Grinch. Two whole sizes. All right. All right. Well, we are, so we are at the tail end of Bacchino, Dara. Like, I mean, technically, we're at the end of Bacchino. Like, we are at the end, yes, because we because today we're going to talk about, like, the very last episode of, like, the main storyline. Right. Which is Bacchino episode 13, both the immortals and those who aren't singing the praises of life equally. And then we're going to jump into the uh, OVA episode, starting with Graham Spector's Love and Peace. Right. Um, so let's just, we're just going to jump right into it. Let's talk about that final episode of the, the main thing, which had some peely feels. Like a hundred of them? There is there is multiple feely feels involved. Uh, and we're just going to go right for the synopsis here. Right. So we're going to, a lot of this time we're going to spend kind of on the flying pussyfoot because that's like all the crazy stuff that's going down. Well, that's like the, down, that and then the fun. other thing. Yeah. So that those are the things we're going to focus on. Uh, if we're just going to kind of refresh, remember that Lad Russo, kind of last time we saw him, you know, he had been kind of going back and forth with Vino or Claire Stanfield. He had taken Lua and then there's like a rope thing. So he'd grab the rope to save Lua. And as a result, there was a lot of rope burn going on and his hand was kind of like mauled in the process. So we kind of see he was kind of thrown from the train. Right. Um, but he survived somehow and him and Lua are at the side of the, the train track. So this is going to be the last time we see them until the first episode where we see him like on the ground with his, you know, Bone, scary bone, bone hand. hand bone hand bone hand i forgot i took i guess because like it was a while since we watched the episodes like i kind of just forgot yeah that that, that about the rope burns so i'm like can you get bone, yeah can can that cause like all of the skin and muscle to like i mean bacchanos does some things that like like push the limits of like what is actually possible but like that's immortals anime, baby that one, yeah well yes kind of you say that with the impression that like immortals do exist just in a lesser capacity in the normal world so things to think about but so we are on top of the train which is kind of where we left a lot of characters last time a lot of characters last time so we have claire our, our boy claire sandfield the real tracer the real tracer and then a bunch of other names because that is the kind of person that he is and he is kind of talking to shanae which is just very funny so he's kind of talking about lad uh, and he said he was going to kind of kill him but like he's already it's a it's adds, a really far jump 
Yeah, he kind of says that Lad kind of is something else altogether and not the scum that Claire originally thought he was. And so he's kind of talking to Shawnee, trying to get a reaction out of her, but she doesn't really react. Of course we know that that she cannot speak. Right. But he's trying to get some kind of reaction. She's pretty just like blank. She doesn't like to give a lot up, which is like kind of a theme with her. She doesn't like to give things up, so sometimes she gets a little extreme about it. So then he kind of presses her about her relationship to Marquise de Lafayette, who he Lafayette, and he's trying to figure out if he's, first, if he's her boyfriend, which is a great way of asking, hey, are you single? That, that, fair, I just want to know. Fair. For reasons. And then she says, she shakes her head, no. Uh, and then he asks if they are related, and she says yes. Well, she doesn't say, she nods yes. And he's like, oh, because he's your father. Got it. Right. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Shawnee is pretty defensive because a lot of people, when they want to get to know her father, it's because they want to be immortal. Or they want to the secret to immortality. They want to get close yeah. to her. They want to get close to her to get close to her father to like figure out, hey, can I get some juice, please? That secret formula juice. Even though Lafayette doesn't have he the doesn't juice. He doesn't have the juice, though. So, like, he knows things. We know that Lafayette knows things, but we don't know what things that he knows. So. He has I knowledge. I mean, we all know things. We all know things, but he knows things that other people want to know. That's fair. Claire makes an interesting proposal here. Yeah. He's like, hey, I, what if I, um, why don't I, why don't we just get, like, get married, and then, like, you're trying to protect Huey, but then, like, if we're married, then, like, protect you, who's protecting Huey, and, like, that'd be cool, right? Hi, I'm covered in blood. Please marry me. Is really why he's going there. So like, so like, several questions. Yeah. Okay. That I lost my train of thought on. Ha, train. Ah, pussy. Foot. Flying trains. I, I maybe it's just like a thirties thing of like, just because a man's married to a woman doesn't mean you have to protect her. I mean, it's like an equal thing, but that might just be a thirties thing. Yeah. I mean, like, I think he knows damn well that Shawnee can take care of herself, which is probably why he's. Pretty interesting. I think, I think he's just like, oh, here's like, I, I haven't seen a woman in a while who can defend herself. And then it's just like all the hormones are just kind of like, mm. He's like, hey, babe, did you know I'm the real tracer? I kind of want to tap that. Kind of what, like, but I'm going to be a gentleman about it. That's the so weird blame. thing about Claire Samuels. Like, he's definitely, he's a murderer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Horrific murderer. Through and through. But then also, like, kind of a gentleman. He's kind of a gentleman. <laughs> he's a gentleman murderer. He's a gentleman murderer. And so he's just like, He's very warped. And, of course, he says he has no interest in immortality. What if Claire Stanfield's Jack the Ripper, which doesn't make sense? Maybe, maybe it's his great-grandfather. I guess I just always great, assume great, Jack the Ripper was, like, a gentleman killer. <laughs> or three gentleman killers if you want to go in that conspiracy theory. In a trench coat. Right. Stacked up on top of one another. No, no, no. <laughs> I can explain to you that conspiracy theory, but I don't feel like doing it right now. Maybe not now. Maybe, maybe another time. But... So, yeah, we, we have to remember here that Claire has no interest in immortality. Because like, he's never going to die. He's, yeah, exactly. Because his whole thing, remember Claire is solipsistic. He believes that kind of he, like the world exists because he exists, essentially. That like he is the like the focal point of the universe. And so things revolve around him. So without him, there is nothing. So there's he's never going to die because of that. Like the world has to continue existing. And so therefore he has to continue existing. But he is going to die eventually. He will die eventually. Because again, he has no interest in immortality. And so he's not going to become immortal. Um, so one day he will die. Does he think that he's going to die one day? I, well, he says here that he believes he's never going to die. So um, I don't know if his views change when he gets older. But that, that was I'm thinking. Like eventually, and like 
I like the way, like the way he does stuff. Like, he, like one day he's gonna get murdered. Or, or okay, knowing Claire though, he probably would just like casually just peace out. No, I get that, but then I'm also I kind of just have that belief of like with anybody who's like a really good skilled killer and like likes to kill, eventually you're gonna slip up. Eventually, yeah. that's what I think. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> trying to think of like where I want to jump back on this train here. Heyo, heyo. But yeah, he's and so they're they're kind of talking, but then somebody else on the train. I'm trying to figure out who. I think it's one of the black suits. Yeah, it's one of the black suits. But it seems like yeah. Shani's kind of into the proposal. Yeah, like Shani isn't like completely like she's not being like get lost creep. But we're not really sure where she stands quite yet. We're not re- like right now. We don't really. Know. Are we ever gonna find out? Because like, and yeah, at the end of this episode, I guess. But I'm still kind of like. I guess like I'm kind of wondering, uh, yeah, like that, but then I'm also like, does that mean like she's not going to be around her father anymore? I mean, like she doesn't have to like get rid of her father to be with this guy. I guess it felt like her whole life around, around her father. Yeah. So and then she, it's like, now that I'm taking this step, like what does that mean? Right, right. And we'll, we'll, I think we'll, we'll see more of that in the side quests. But as, I, I mean, I guess we, we also learned a little bit from the side quests that Marquis Lafayette is a fantastic father. He's a great father. We'll find out more. Stay tuned, folks. But yes, so their conversation's kind of cut short because one of the lemurs uh, starts shooting at Claire because like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> this man is covered in blood. So, um, so I don't take proposals. He kind of says, in like, blood. He, so, right. So he's, the proposal's still out there. And he basically says to Shane, like, carve your answer in the train. Like, whatever you, like, carve your answer in the train. I'll get back to you later. Thanks. Bye. And he just, like, hops out. He just, like, he just, loop, loop, he's loop, like, loop, bye-bye. Loop. He, just, <laughs> he just, like, acrobats himself out of the situation, which is very funny. And, oh, and then he also suggests, hey, there's a bridge coming with a river. Like, you want to get off this thing because remember those people want to kill you. So just, like, jump into the river, which is where we see Shawnee in the first episode. Right. Is, is floating So that means river. did the train crash or did something else explode? Because it seems like all the black suits were dead. I think, I'm not sure if the, the train doesn't really, like, crash That's crash. what I was, that's what I got. Like, it's, there's a lot of explosion. There's a lot of injury. There's a lot of, like, rattling. And then they have to, they just, like, they have to stop the train so another train can pick them up. Like, that's kind of what. But happens. it kind of seemed like. Everybody died except for Vlad and the Lua and Shane. Oh, I think the Kuzi's gang was there. Oh, that's true. I guess the tr- oh, yes, the train did eventually. So there wasn't a crash. There wasn't like no. Okay. Yeah. Just a lot of people did die, but it didn't quite crash in the way that we kind of thought it would. So a Tuesday. So, just a normal Tuesday on the flying pussyfoot. And so we get our title card, of course, which is both immortals and uh, those who aren't seeing the prices of life equally. And then we kind of go back to see what our boy Jacuzzi's doing. Remember, we love Jacuzzi. We do. Uh, last we left off, he was having a, uh, a firefight, quite literally, with Goose on top of the train. Jacuzzi really didn't have much fire. He has, like, one single kind of uh, cherry bomb left from Nice, who, of course, was hiding in her eye, which, you know. And Goose has a cherry bomb. Cherry bomb! I had to. Thank you. Thank you. And Goose has a flamethrower. Baseball is a flamethrower. Yeah, just <laughs> and so like they're they're doing that. So we also kind of see Nick and Nice doing something, and Nick kind of says yeah, they're having a conversation about why Jacuzzi cries all the time, but like when it's time to be brave, he stops crying. Right. It's basically like the idea is that he cries out all of his tears before things get real, and then he then he does that. And they say, why does he cry so much? 
It's a nervous condition. We do find that out in a little bit. I thought we knew um, that it was a nervous condition. It's a nervous condition. Well, he kind of, Jacuzzi kind of explains it a little more in a flashback. Let's see. Yeah, there's a lot going on on top of the train. I want to, I just want to make sure that I get this right. So they're kind of fighting back and forth. And Jacuzzi, like, he's holding his own here. He gets mm-hmm. to, like, headbutt Goose a couple times, which is great. Goose is having trouble with the flamethrower because, if we remember, there was a whole business with, like, Isaac Miri and Chez just, like, flying on, like, a rope, which kind of offset some of those fights. Right. Kind of got things a little little messed up. Just, I love how everything kind of comes together. Like, there's multiple things going on on top of the train, and then, like, they all just kind of, like, I also love the logic that, like, everybody can survive on top of a train. Everybody just, like, surround on top of the train. Like, I've never been on top of a train, but, like, a train goes fairly fast. So, like, and there's no, like, holding on things. Mm-hmm. So, like, anyway, continue. I'm not sure. Is this, is this, like, revealed in this episode? Can I get to? Do I get to? It's say the this? final episode. I feel like it might as well. I, I no. I just don't. I just don't know if this point comes across. Um, oh, when we get like a flashback about like when uh, niece and jacuzzi are kids, and it's very cute. And kind of jacuzzi explains that like the reason why he like. Um, so yeah, so he like he explains think, that he cries all the time because he wants to get all his tears out of the way now, so that when he has to be serious, he can be serious. Yeah. Um, and we see, like, it's when they're kids, so we see that it looks like uh, Nice had gone through some kind of accident, probably. I think, I'm uh, pretty sure she, like, blew herself up. Um, so that's, like, how she lost her eye. Yeah. Um, and, and then apparently Jacuzzi had that tattoo as a kid. Well, well, I think, I, I was trying to figure out if this was explained here or not, but I think I'm going to go ahead and tell you anyway. I'm pretty sure he got the tattoo because Nice was so heavily scarred. So he wanted to, like, Aww. so he wanted to be, yeah. <laughs> like a child somebody let a child get a tattoo yeah but also that's adorable yeah yeah he didn't want her to be alone and having like so he got a tattoo on his face he sat there he and niece explains too that when he got his face tattoo like he didn't complain or anything um he loves her (laughs) he loves her and we no, love and, him. and that's probably because he had to be serious then because he was in it for his his girlfriend so he didn't want to cry Mm -hmm. so like yeah, because I was wondering, like, who that was. I didn't realize it was uh, Nice because of, like, the face thing. Yeah. And then I was like, how did, like, that happen? But it wasn't, like, horrible abuse or anything because they were no. in an orphanage. I got concerned. No, it was, I think she, like, she's, uh, she's kind of a pyro. That's so um, she kind of blew herself up. That's fine. Okay. Uh, and it's not fine. But so like... anyway, we love them. <laughs> They're so cute. Uh, gosh. All right. Find somebody the way... Niece looks at Jacuzzi. Find somebody that looks at you the same way Jacuzzi and Niece look at each other. Or find somebody um, who's wanting to get a tattoo to find your burn scar. <laughs> who, so find somebody who wants to get a face tattoo uh, so you don't have to be alone. Um, God, I love them. So, yes, Jacuzzi gets pretty jacked up in this fight. Like, I think he gets I think he gets shot a Well, there was times. A guy, the guy has, like, a hand thing. Oh, like yes. Punched, and then I don't know if it's a gun thing. It's, or like, a, it's, like, a, it's like a... Like basically, brass knuckles meets a gun. Where when he punches, it like wouldn't that have killed him? Bullets. I don't think about it. I'm but glad that it didn't. Yeah, he's a pretty he's a pretty uh he's a pretty sturdy boy. I feel um, like most of the stuff. I feel like Bakano's like the, the one time drop roll that I made up, which is don't think about it. <laughs> it's true, but the fight kind of ends when we see there's just like blood just flying around, and be- that happens because when you're an immortal. Uh, you don't regrow things. It's everything that like was there, like, mm-hmm. comes back to you. Yeah. And if we remember, we had some immortals, like, flying around. 
I think they were pretty injured, so there has been blood just, like, flying around. So it looks really creepy when it just, like, is trying to get back, find its owner almost. Mm -hmm. And so Goose freaks the hell out, which is very funny because Goose is somebody who's seeking immortality. But when he's actually confronted with the realities of what that looks like, he freaks out. So we didn't know that? Um, I don't think he knew that that's what was going on. Okay. Like, it it looks like there's, like, a monster. Like, Mm -hmm. it, like, it looks, like, very scary. Um, And so he tries to, like, blow it up. Um, so he's, like, say, kind of setting fire to all the blood. And I think Jacuzzi, like, throws a bomb and basically, like, bloop, bloop. Okay. So he dead? Uh, yes. No, he's almost dead. He's mostly almost. dead. He's, he's mostly, he's just about dead. And so I think I kind of did a, I think I skipped a scene, but we're, we'll go back. I wanted to kind of talk about that because that's, I wanted to get that out of the way. It's more like when a lot of the action scenes are hard. The dialogue's a little easier to, like, recap, but, like, action's like, ah, there's, like, punching. Yay. Oh, uh, that, that kind of reminds me of like when we were doing like the last episode of Legend of Korra. It's yeah. like, it's a fight scene. It's like a very long fight scene. Or like the Yay. season three finale. I'm like, they fight. The end. Right. Um, People die. The end. People died. So let's go back to 1930 for a second because one of the places that we're going, we still have some unanswered questions in 1930. Of course, when we last left them, Sillard kind of had the upper hand here. Mm-hmm. And it looked like Firo and a lot of the other uh, mozzarellas were dead. They were, like, well, on the ground the dead with the, the Gandalfs. Gandalfs. And the Gandalfs, too, yes. They're all dead. They were just, like, lying on the ground dead. And it looks like Isaac and Miriam were in a kind of a compromised position because Ennis was, you know, she was instructed to, mm-hmm. to do away with them. And, of course, Isaac and Miriam, they, you know, they, they like Ennis. So they're like, don't do that, please. Because they're pure souls they, and yeah. we shouldn't kill them. Yes. And so... So Mize is also kind of compromised. He's shot in the knees, which is very unfortunate. It's and unfortunate, but also, like, he'll be fine. He will be fine, except if he's in a compromised position with a fellow who can slurp him. That's fair. Very, uh, and so he's right. in prime position to get slurped by Sillard, and that's all he wants, because once he slurps Miza, he's going to have the full secret to immortality. He's going to have the entire secret formula. So not good. Not great. So, but Ennis, of course, she has been changed by Isaac and Miri, as many folks are when they encounter them. Because of, um, again, pure souls. Pure souls who can purify any soul. And so she's kind of seen the goodness in the world, and she wants to do right by that. Uh, and also, Sillard sucks. So, True. like, she wants to do away. So she kind of thanks Isaac and Miria for everything that they've done. And she says, oh, wait, she asks her a favor, which is remember her. Um, which is always a great way to end that, which, you know, like, ah, you're not going to do anything that's risky, right? <laughs> well, I feel like if she does anything to attack Zillard, then, like, she's going to, that's not good. Yeah, well, because as we know, uh, Zillard created Ennis. Ennis is a homunculus, so she's not, like, a traditional human. So she's basically a person grown out of a bottle. She has questions for the next episode, but we'll get to it. It's fine. And so she knows that if she turns against Zillard, Zillard, like, literally with one thought, can just kill her. But she, but everyone knows here, Zillard is not a guy we want to mess with, so she kind of jumps off and she uh, stabs him. Like Which, it. of course, he comes back from. But, like, we all know that because he's immortal, but it will at least stop him from trying to slurp Miza. That's fair. All right, so then that's when they come back to 1931, and then we kind of finish the Jacuzzi and Goose fight. And the correct person dies. And the correct person dies, yes. And so we go back to Isaac and Miria. On the train, so we saw them in 1930. Now we're going to come back to 1931, where they still are. Love them. So they had just saved Chez. Yeah. Um, because they thought, you know, like he was like under a train. They're like ah, and so they they saved him. And there's like a, they hear an explosion. They, they're kind of wondering what's going on. Um, and they just like assume 
Oh, and then they see, of course, the blood coming. Right. Which And they assume it's the rail tracer. Right. Which is very funny, because the rail tracer, I, I mean, is kind of like a crimson yeah, kind yeah. of entity, so like not far off from, from kind of the image that, that Claire has yeah, built yeah. of that. Uh, and so they try to like, they're like, it's coming to eat Chez. We have to save him. So they like throw their bodies over Chez to try to like, even though it's just Chez's body rebuilding itself. What it is to be their bodies so rebuilding? funny that they don't know they're immortal. I know. Jacuzzi goose. Jacuzzi goose. Jacuzzi goose. It's a fight. It's a flamethrower explosion. Goose dies at the end. Yeah. Did I do it? Um, yeah. And then so Jacuzzi and Nice reunite. And so, and it's so cute. It's, so cute. it's it's like a very it's a very soft. And like scene. the sun's coming up. Like, like the sun's coming up. It's like it's it's so soft because they just like are kind of embracing. Like Jacuzzi's kind of shot right now, and he just like they love each other. They're gonna be all more kissing now. That. I'm surprised they didn't kiss at the end. Uh, yeah, right. But, I don't mind that they did it because it was like a very adorable moment. But I'm also yeah. like, oh, because like they just had the first kiss. I, I, I find in anime there's really not a lot of kissing. I think in Japanese culture, like kissing is a little more. Not, like, explicit, because they do kiss, like, in anime a lot, but, like, or, like, usually when you see if they kiss in anime, it's, like, you see it from a different angle. You usually don't see, like, like the lip, lip, like, that. You usually see it from, like, behind somebody's head or something. I just think, like, how it's treated culturally is a little, uh, like, something that's a little slight, not more censored, but a little more, what's the word I'm looking for? Less for a younger audience, I would say. So a lot of times there's there's less kissing in anime than that there is in like Western culture. That feels weird to me, like kissing. Mm-hmm. But like hentai exists. Okay, but hentai is like labeled as like, you know, an adult thing. And also like Sailor Moon exists. Yeah. I mean, but like so, I'm not saying like it's again. I'm not saying like I don't think kissing culture- is inherently sexual in Japanese culture, but I find that like there's. Kissing, they kiss less freely, I think, in a lot of Japanese media than we'd see in Western media. Okay. That's kind of the, the interpretation that I've had, just I'm more like, like what I've watched over the years. I'm kind of more into, like, the why, but I'm also, but it's, like, kind of, like, I would like to actually, I mean, I, I think most of these videos get blocked in Japan, which kind of sucks. <laughs> actually, no, we haven't been blocked in Japan. We're blocked in um, some countries. I would love it if, like, we had, like, a, like a, either, like, somebody who knows a lot about anime or, like, is, like, from Japan who, like, knows a lot about this stuff, but, like, let, give us, like, a... Maybe like a reason. Well, I'm I'm more curious than yeah, anything. Yeah, right, right. Because like we we censor a bunch of great stuff in America. Yeah, and it's very interesting. Like like culture by culture, like what's considered like <gasps> and what's considered like yeah, that's fine. Well, I think it's like in the UK, like they're more bad with like like they more censor violence and sex, which like I yeah. kind of more agree with. Right. Then yeah. like because you know mm-hmm. it is very interesting. Like what we decide is like okay, what's not. How about just like let like let your let parent like let the kids decide what they're okay with and what they're not like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's Bacano, uh... Bacano. But anyway, niece and jacuzzi, super cute. Even if they don't kiss again, like it is like a very soft. Like you feel the emotional intimacy. Right. Like, you don't like, see any physical like, intimacy. It's very emotionally intimate. I forget what he said, but it was still kind of like oh, I know he's. I don't, he said like. We can just play it. Oh, yeah, we'll just we'll roll the clip. Well, um, you're editing this, so you're going to roll the clip. I'm, I'm going to roll the clip. Uh, and so have their moment, but then they kind of see the red shadow kind of off in the distance. They're like, oh, it's the rail tracer. So Jacuzzi gets ready to, like, like mess this guy up. Like, Jacuzzi's like, I got to fight the rail tracer, I guess. <laughs> and then Claire just like, now nah, you good. And like, bye. Yeah. I do kind of, well, that's the thing I do like about Jacuzzi. Like, if you're going to mess with, like, his family, he's going to murder you. Yeah. Um, and especially if you mess with niece, he's going to murder it's you. It's true. It's true. 
hands which are, off Which, niece. like, I don't know if I uh, agree with because, like, murder, but I respect it. Mm-hmm. We respect it. Right. So, yeah. So, back in 1930, last we saw Ennis stab Zillard, which we love it. We love it. Thanks, Ennis. She meant well. But, yeah. And, of course, Zillard is not very much affected by this. And so... <laughs> Zillard makes the comment that, like, ah, oh, yes, all of his creations at some point they get smart enough to betray him. I'm like, buddy, that that means that you suck as a, youth, that's like, a human. That's a you. That's like a you. That's thing. a I mean, you problem. Like if every it, like I forget. I think someone was saying this about, uh, and I won't get into it because that's kind of. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you later. But like, it's kind of a thing of like, if every single person thinks you're an asshole and hates you, it's your fault. That's that's a you problem. That's a you thing. Um, and yeah, Zillard's like, hmm, everyone betrays me. Yeah. You're kind of the worst. You're absolutely the worst. Back to Hayward. Uh, so Zillard can just like think a thought and she's dead, but he kind of starts slowly killing her because he wants her to suffer for it. Uh, so great guy. And then, of course, then he gets uh, thunderbolted. No, lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Because Isaac and Miria. Isaac and Miria. Is it Miria their... or Miria? What? Is it Miria or Miria? Miria. Okay. Miria. I think I'm saying Miria the whole time, but whatever. That's it. You say it fast enough. Nobody knows. That's fair. But yes, they have like their little. I think it says here lime pepper balls, but it's like little like flower sacks. They basically just chuck and add them. Well, they got to um, save their friend. They got to save their friend because they care about Ennis and they, they want to do right by Ennis. And we love it. And then we get the reveal. So they turn around and everyone that we thought was dead before. They're not dead. They're not dead. They're immortal. They're immortal now because somebody drank some juice. They all drink. They, they all drink some juice so- at the party. Here's yeah. what I'm confused by. Yeah. So the juice was like the full immortal secret formula. Yes. So they're all full immortal. Yes. So then what was given to Dallas and his gang that only made them half immortal? The incomplete formula. But where did they get the incomplete formula from? So that's because it was like a process to um, create the real formula. Mm-hmm. So I think along the way they just like had an incomplete version. Okay. So, so I think like we knew the bottles were the full thing. Yes. So I think this was like a prototype from like. A while back, okay. so that's what they'd been using. All right, that makes sense. Um, Continue. So, yeah, and then like yeah, when they were when they had been partying before, as we kind of saw, turns out they had drank some juice. Uh, so Firo is there, and he's ready to kick Sillard's. He's got to save his lady that he just met. Got to save his meat cute. It was a very double meat cute, though. I'm okay with it. So everyone's yeah, but like, we're like okay. <laughs> and so yeah, the whole mozzarella gang kind of comes out to help, and the Gandalfs. And and because they're yes. all immortal now, they're right? they're all immortal. Is it like everybody, all, all, both families? They're just just whoever's at that party. Wasn't it everybody? Uh, Mostly everybody. A lot of people, but I'm not sure if it was everybody. Maybe not all the Gandalfs, because like it felt like it was a mozzarella party. Mozzarella party. It was a mozzarella party. Mozzarella party. That sounds like a fun party. That sounds like a fun party. Somebody invite me to a mozzarella party. But mm. you just have like like blocks of mozzarella. Do you have stuff that involves mozzarella cheese, like pizza and pasta, like fondue? Mozzarella fondue. Well, I don't know if that would work. Uh, what kind of fondue did we have the last time we were we went to the melting pot? And there was like a mix of like four different cheeses, I think. Mm, I miss fondue. Fondue. Do we still want to have food that we have to share with people though nowadays? If you trust the people. Do you trust people? Rarely. But like, like you barely would, trust me. I would make exceptions for fondue though. Depending on like how bad I wanted the fondue. <laughs> we see, of course, uh Petso uh comes out, he drenches Sillard in gasoline, which is great. Randy tosses a match, so those guys who, like, which is very funny because they are the same guys who uh, accidentally caused the yeah. fire that destroyed most of the secret formula in the first place. Uh, so that's funny how that come and it comes full circle. Uh, and so, yes, there's kind of a lot of fire going on. So Tillard is temporarily 
Um, distracted by being he, on fire. Yeah, exactly. And so Ennis tells him, oh, oh my, like she realizes he's immortal now. She's like, you have to put your right hand on his head and then think that you want to devour. Show the Fiero. Yeah, she says that's a Fiero. They she instructs him on how to slurp. slurp. Um, and this is, so this is like the only time that we're like, yeah, slurp, 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 slurp. And uh, it works. And he does. Yeah. Slurps him. Good job, Firo. Is that a good thing? Now you are cursed with the knowledge of all the horrible, terrible things Sillard has ever done, plus all the memories that Sillard took from other people. Oh. So that's a lot That's a lot of trauma to just, like, imbibe at once. Well, maybe he could talk with Mites about his brother. Yeah. Oh. That would be a cute conversation. Also very sad. Because now he has all of his brother's experiences inside him. Um, oh, I just thought about something that wasn't answered. Oh, what? What happened? What's, what's his brother's name? Greto. What happened to the girl? Uh, Sylvie? Yeah. Because I don't think she ever drank the secret formula. Oh, she did. No, remember, she was in a, she was in one of those shots, like, at the very end of that episode. They had, like, different shots, like, right, the but then were. Yeah. But then she, she like, was there. She was, like, a pop singer or something. But then she did, yeah, she did it at one point, but then it was, like, she, so I guess she drank it, like, after, because, like, yeah. there was a point where, like, Zeller couldn't slurp her. Right. So, mm-hmm. what happened to her? It looks like she's doing well for herself. I mean, if we go with the name logic, she might be in the sacred timeline. In the sacred timeline. <laughs> yes. The sacred timeline. Or the multiverse. Whatever exists now. So. Zillard got slurped. Zillard got slurped. I guess that is, like, the good thing about being this kind of immortal, which, like, if you do want to die eventually, just get... Does slurping hurt? I don't know. It, they see... They scream when it happens. I'm not sure if it hurts or it's just, like, the fear knowledge that you are being... Devoured. But what if you want to die at that point? Maybe it's just like a meh. It's, it's, I think it's it'd probably be more peaceful because it's like a willful yeah, kind of... Yeah, we haven't seen any peaceful slurping, have we? I We haven't seen any peaceful slurping. Were we in the side quest? I don't know. I can't, I, it's been a long time since I watched the OVAs. Yeah. So, back on the flying pussyfoot, uh, we were with Isaac, Miria, and Chez, uh, who Chez has been fully restored now. All the blood's gone because it got, it got un... Got unslurped back into him. You can't use slurp for that. I know what? I can't use slurp for that. Un, um, un, slurp's just a good word. Like slooped? A slooped. Yeah, he got he got re-slooped. Yeah, so so Chez, we all know that Chez has like a very tragic past. And so Chez has like a history where the, the only people that he's thought he could trust his whole life have always betrayed him. He was on the like on the Avania Avis. Of course, we know that the person, he, like his guardian, was just like the worst a human monster, being, an absolute monster. Um, and even on the Advent Avis, like everyone else was like slurping each other. So like, also all of his examples, like that he's had, like of people that like of immortals that he knows, people that he could thought he could trust and then couldn't trust. I've been a bunch of assholes. I've been just like assholes. And then remember, of course, when he finally um, slurped whatever the heck that guy's name, whose name I don't. Who remember, cares? He's a monster. The, the long-haired bastard. Of course, he realized that he took pleasure in his pain, and like that just gave him less of a reason to to trust other people. Right. Um, so Chess, also somebody gave secret formula to a child. Yes, which was bad. It was so. It was so bad. But anyway, just but, but yeah. he's with Isaac and Miriam now, so like good people. Yeah. Actual good. But but he doesn't. He he still feels like he can't trust them. As soon right. as he knows that Isaac is an immortal, he feels unsafe. Like he feels like, you know, um, he can't trust anyone. Chez, you know, he's kind of like, oh, he wants to, you know, he does consider slurping them before they can slurp him. He is kind of terrified by the whole thing. But the thing is that Isaac and Miria, they only care about him. Like, they, they just, they care about him immensely. So they, all they, they only return his concern 
with love. They also don't know what slurping is. They also don't like they they are literally immortal at this point. No idea what slurping is. But even then they wouldn't they would not have slurped him, let's be real. No, no, of course not. So yes, the I so they, they wonder like why wasn't he eaten by the rail chaser? It's mm-hmm. because Chess is a good boy. And like because in the rail chaser only eats bad children. Right. Duh. Like Santa Claus? <laughs> so <laughs> I like Santa Claus. <laughs> And and the, the rail tracer only came back to return the limbs that it ate once it realized that Chez was a good boy. Right. Um, but but Chez kind of – it's so funny because there are times where, where Chez, I think in his heart, because he never got the opportunity to grow up, I think is still a kid in yeah. some ways. So he explains to them that, no, he is a bad child because he's lied. He's, he's a liar and that mm-hmm. makes him a bad child because he didn't go to New York to see his family. He was just going to see somebody that he knew. He doesn't have a family and he – you know, we'll never have one. And Isaac and Mira get, like, very emotional about this because, of course, they only, like, they're like, you don't have a family. We're your family now. <laughs> Which they just adopt to anyone they see, really. That's um, fine. I guess. And, yeah, that they say he really is a good boy because that he lied because he lied to protect them because he had the worst, the, he was going through the most pain of all and he wanted to protect them. And so they say that, you know, he's, he's a good, sweet boy. And, and then Chez is like, good people do exist. Right, exactly. And so Chez finally learns what kindness is 200 years after slurping some juice. You just need to meet some Isaac and Mary's and then you're good. It's true. It's true. And then, then they, they reunite with Jacuzzi and his gang. So it is, it's very sweet. It is, it is very sweet. So back in 1930, after Firo has slurped Sillard, you know, uh, Ennis is dying, by the way, if we remember the thought, um, thing. The thought thing that, she, like... Yeah, because he said he was going to do it slowly. Yeah, so. he was doing a slow, painful death. But the good news is that Firo absorbed all of Slurred's memory, so he knows how to undo it. Right. He just goes, bloop, bam, done. You're alive now. Hooray! Bloop, alive. Great. And so they finally get a chance to properly introduce themselves. So Firo introduces himself, um, and then he asks what Ennis's name is, and she's like... My name is Ennis, but you should already know my name. And he's like, but I wanted to hear you say it. Um, so very cute. There's a lot of cuteness going on in this episode. And I, I love it because it's like as wild and insane as everything is. Like, there's good people. Like, yeah. just they're, they're good people. I mean, they're also, I mean, some of them are, are they're mobsters. Uh, we, and we will see that in just a moment. <laughs> that there are still, like, there are still mobsters. Like, and even as much as we like these characters, I do all like, of them are, like, in gangs. Well, so. I mean, we forgive Ennis. We forgive Ennis. Isaac and me are good people, minus the robbing. Jacuzzi's gang is good, but I mean, and they're just—I feel like they're probably the like the good, the goodest, because like they're just bootleggers, which is like not the worst. I mean, that's like—I feel like compared to every other crime, that's not the. It's worst. really not a bad crime. Yeah, that's what, they can probably killed some people, but it's fine. Well, I guess it is. Relatively, it's fine. And I, of course, Fear and Ennis are being cute, and everyone in universe acknowledges this because they're kind of like hooting them on. Woo! Like, woo, woo! And we're like, get it, get it, Fear. Respectfully. Can they go on a date first? They probably should go on a date first. So then 1932. Dara, we have the one question that's been in literally every single episode since we started. The one I don't really... I mean, I What happened to Dallas, Genovia? Great. Great. What happened to him? Wow. What did find out? Funny story. Uh, so back in 1932, we saw that kind of confrontation that happened in like the Gandalf space mm-hmm. where the Runaradas or the Rigatonis are like, dude... What happened to that guy? Because the last people who knew what happened to him are the Gandorfs. Right. Gandalfs. Not the Gandorfs. Gandalfs. I said that two different ways. 
All right. So, of course, here's the thing. Back in 1930, Blake, uh, Dallas, it's been a bad boy. He's been, he's been, uh, he's uh, not like Jez. He's not a good sweet boy. He's actually just like a horrible, curmudgeonly, gross teenager. Correct. Uh, who needs to take accountability for his actions. And given that the people that he has problems with are the mob, they are not going to let him off easy. No. At all. So they do kind of capture Dallas, the, the Gandalf stew. And they, they know that, like, listen, he is, they know that he's immortal, but they know that he will still age out because he doesn't have the complete thing. So they do kind of get an idea. That and then, like, die Gandalf, old age. Yeah. They're like, they're like, yo, we got, we got immortal bodies. Like, we're never, we're never going to die. Like, you will die eventually. You just won't die. How do they from, find like, out he was things. half immortal? Um, probably from Ennis. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm assuming it's from Ennis. Or if it could be Firo, because he has Sillard's memories. So, either way, either way, either makes way, sense. Like, from there, because they're all they're all close. Right, they're, all, right. they're all tight, and so they have to figure out what to do with them. Um, so they pick the worst possible fate, which is that like he's he going to be swimming with the fishes. He's going to literally be swimming with the fishes, except he won't be swimming because he's going to be in concrete. He's got some cement shoes. He's getting stuck in a barrel, and him and his fellas are going to be thrown in the Hudson, which means that Dallas will just drown, get revived, and just keep drowning. Forever. Eternity. Uh, which you actually mentioned that one in an episode, Dara. You mentioned like in passing, they're like, oh, but like if you like drown, you just keep drowning. I was like, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, that would suck, wouldn't it? Um, I'm trying to think of what episode we did. I don't one, remember. But you did say that one time. If, if you I, could I, find, gave, I gave the camera a look because if you I was can like, find the clip to put it in, but yeah. I don't. And, but they're not totally heartless because they do give him a deck of cards so he can keep himself entertained they just kind of throw it at him but it's yeah but it was funny like after this i like because like i guess i kind of forgot for the most part yeah. and then like this happens I'm like oh wait they're they're mobsters yes they're horrible like for as much as we like them we love these we like really like these characters they are likable but like they're all in the mob they will mess you up and that that is one torturous way of dying um and also there you finally figured out this episode that dallas's fate has been in front of us this whole time right in the opening sequence the opening sequence the one time that we see dallas is that he is underwater like looks like he's drowning and he has cards like floating around him so people kept asking where's dallas we've known this whole time people so that's where dallas is a horrible terrible fate so back in 1932 eve just heard about all that information about all the horrible things that happened to him. She's a little, she's a little uh, upset, terrified. And so they, they have basically have to figure out like who's getting Dallas and what's going to happen with him because the rigatonis want him for whatever reason, because they got, they got beef with him as well. And so who doesn't, a lot of people have beef with, with Dallas because he sucks. And so they, they basically figure out, I think the, the idea is that the rigatonis are going to try to find him so they can do it, but they, are they going to give... I don't think they're going to give him back to his family. But I know that Eve wants to be like, hey, I want to see my brother. I know he sucks, but like, please. Yeah. And they want to know what they want to do with him. And so, uh, but now that they know that that Dallas has a level of immortality, they basically want him to be a lab rat. That's what Bartolo says, who's the leader of the Rigotonis. Mm-hmm. But they will... They are going to dig him up. So like, Eve will get to see your brother, probably, again. But then let him be a lab rat. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they kind of come to an agreement on that. Uh, so Elion, who has been, who's just, like, a nervous bean yeah. of a human, you know, says, asks if, he, if she's, like, really okay with that. But, like, you know, especially because uh, the Brigatonis did kill members of her family, if we remember. Like, I always forget about this part because um, it's only ever mentioned, it's never ever seen. But 
her, I think it's her father and older brother were killed. So we kind of clarify that their murders were never, I think it was back and forth on who murdered them. Because I think some people thought it was like Dallas who had murdered mm-hmm. his family um, because he won the inheritance. And others thought it was the Rigatonis who had done it. But the Bartolo, who's the head of the Rigatonis, says, like, I didn't say that. It was this guy over here. Gaston um, Baguette. Gaston Baguette, Rigatoni. And so they're like, let's clue this up once for all. Of course, Gaston is a little unconscious on the ground. As soon as he comes to, he gets shot in the head. Great. Again, with the mob, that's what you do. Like, even making rights, even making amends and doing things right is gruesome and horrible and a little terrible. But we just have to kind of deal with it, right? Yeah. So, and that's kind of that's kind of where we leave things with with Dallas. So things are like kind of sort of a little resolved. We do see, if, if we remember an early episode, we did see them scraping things out of the Hudson, which was assuming we kind of saw a glimpse at the search. Oh, uh, okay. So eventually, we'll, we'll, you know, eventually he'll come. I don't, I don't care that much. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But now we have an answer to that yeah. question. Then we come back to a scene that we've seen kind of several times, which is the Grand Central Station right. after the Flying Pussyfoot has kind of. Any of the surviving people have been put onto another train and, and brought back. And then we see the, you know, reunited. Now that we know how everyone knows each other, it all- is a really nice way to, like, see everything kind of come back together from 1930 to 1931. Almost 1932. Because this happens, like, Oh, okay, wait, can the, the Mothros and the Gandalfs bring Jacuzzi's gang into the bootlegging thing and then everybody can be buddies? <laughs> everyone can be buddies. Uh, I, you know, they're doing their own thing. No, I know they're doing their own thing, but, like, also, like, more friends. More friends. And so, of course, we see Isaac Miria reunite with Mize of Hero Ennis, and it's all great. Um, but we also see Chez is there as well. Chez, of course, is there to see an acquaintance. Who is Miza? So yeah. He knows, he knows Miza. But it wasn't like, a, oh, we planned this. It's like a surprise. Well, I think he, he knows that they were seeing each other. Um, but Chez, again, his long history of not trusting people, he, what he wants to do is like, all right, like maybe I should slurp this guy. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna slurp him. Like it's gonna be fine. So, but he kind of has his guard down a little bit, or he's a little frozen, doesn't know what to do. Um, so he thinks Miza is going to slurp him. Yeah. Because like that's again, that's what he's used to. So, Chez just tries to, you know, he wants to take out his ha- right hand so he can eat him, but he, but he's, he's hesitating. And then, Miza sticks out his hand, puts it on Chez's head, but it's his left hand, and he just pats him because it's, he's happy to see him. Miza doesn't seem like a slurper. No, he's not really a schlorper. No. Chez kind of breaks down at this. He, like, you know, all, kind of the weight of everything that's happened to him comes down, and he gets, he finally lets his guard down, um, and just tells Miza that he missed him. And, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It uh, makes me feel so many things, because he, he learned to trust again. Wait, just, we've also met that, like, uh, Dodger was a gift to Ennis. From oh, oh, yeah, um, because if we remember in this... Technically, the second episode, the first episode of, like, real plot stuff, when Ennis wrote her letter, she seemed really sad because she doesn't really have much of a family because she never got to meet the ones before her, to which Isaac and Miria assumed that meant that she wanted a little brother. <laughs> and so she got a little brother because they gifted Chez to her. Which, like... Because Chez doesn't have a family, Ennis doesn't have a family. Uh, hey, hey, folks, don't gift children. I think that's, that's kind of illegal. I think they meant it out of the goodness of their heart. They did. They, they meant it very well. And, like, I think Ennis was, like, I didn't, I, I feel like Ennis, like, probably doesn't want to be, I feel like it's kind of like, okay, okay, we'll bring him to the family, why not? Yeah. yeah. And also, like, Miza knows him, so it's like, it's fine. It's fine. And, <laughs> but, yeah, so, so they did gift a child, but everyone seems pretty happy. It's fine. Um, and no one is questioning the ethics of that. 
And so back in 1930, Miza is really upset once he finds out everyone's immortal because Miza, I think, has felt cursed by his immortality right. because it only, because last time a big group became immortal for him, everyone tried to kill each other. Uh, not everyone, but like there was a dude that tried to kill a lot of people and it just created a lot of havoc. I mean, his brother um, was slurped as a result. So like Miza like doesn't really see this as a good thing. But but you know who you can trust as a group of people who become immortal and not want to kill each other? The mob. The mob, right. <laughs> so, but but the thing is, they are the mob, but they're also like a family. So yeah. like they are, they're very loyal. They're very sworn to each other. So they already have that basis there. And also most of them are idiots. Uh, so the best way to assure that immortality is placed in good hands is to by give it to a bunch of well-meaning idiots. Yes. As we see with Isaac and Miriam. So they, they're pretty happy. Like they, you know, Yahoo! immortality is fine when, once if you have it with like your best buddies. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's. Because that's the big thing with a lot of, like, people, like, in movies when Tony's immortal, they're like, yeah, but then everybody I love dies eventually. So it's, like, it's nice to be buddies who are also immortal. And can, right. And eventually, like, and if one of them wants to die, you just slurp them. Just them. Absolutely. It's fine. And so, like, everyone's just having a good time at that. So, like, Firo, he's not upset at all. Like, Maya's kind of feels bad for him, but Firo's like, yeah, we're good. And so I think Maya also gets to get a little hope renewed mm-hmm. because people don't suck as bad as he has experienced in the past. Oh, so, and then we kind of, we get, like, a brief flashback to, like, the moment where everyone became immortal, because we see that part in the party, (laughs) where the party starts, and they're just, like, pouring the drinks, and they're like, good thing, we have this booze. Two whole bottles of booze. Two whole bottles of booze, they just, like, mix it a little bit. And I think Amir just like, oh, we just wanted to be nice. And they're like, yeah, and that's... They made everybody immortal. So, so I, I do kind of like that the way that most of these people became immortal was just an incredibly stupid reason. Yes. Which is great. It just it just fits with the whole the whole theme of the show. Right. Which is people are wild. Oh yeah, we also back in nineteen thirty. We so we're do, still in nineteen thirty. Yeah, well that was back like a little bit before, like after everyone becomes immortal. Oh, right, we right. do see remember there's a there's a fellow by the name of Ronnie who we kind of saw in the Avis episode like, he's voiced by the same guy as the demon, so he is the demon who is just, like, still in his observing role. I literally so, forgot who this guy was. Yeah, so he's he's a member of the Mozzarella family, and... So I guess because, like, because he knew... I guess because Miza was the Mozzarella yeah. and wanted to hang out with them. Basically. Um, so he's he's just kind of keeping tabs on people, and so he's just hanging out. Uh, Ronnie muses that he had, in fact, noticed that the liquor was actually the secret formula, but chose not to say anything at the time, thinking that they would be able to muddle their way through the consequences. So again, he is very much an observer. He just wants yeah. to know what's going on. So if he th- this is going to be interesting for him. And back on the flying pussyfoot, remember Claire told Shane that he was, that, hey, write me a note, whatever you decide. Like if you, you want to get married, you want to get married a little mm-hmm. bit. Hey girl, let's get married. And so Shane does write him a note that says, uh, I will wait for you forever. So she was really in to, like, the, his whole shtick. Sure. He was, like, he was like, hey, no one's ever loved me besides my dad. Um, and, like, did you're kind of hot. So, he, like, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm attracted to guys who are covered in blood. It's, he's very charming. He's very charming. I'm just worried about this relationship. It's fine. Uh, so she's going to wait for him in Manhattan. Uh, Manhattan, of course, is a very large place that Claire remarks, um, but he's, and he, you know, of course, he never told her his name. To be fair, Claire, you have, like, six names. Like, it's fine. Like, that wouldn't have helped anyway. What is it, Claire? Ver- Claire Stanfield, Vino, uh, Rail Tracer. I think there's, like, an, again, there's another one on the wiki that I don't think is said in the, the show. But Also, like, did he declare his love for her or just wanted to marry her? Um, I think it was... I think love was implied, maybe. Was it? I don't know. Uh, 
So okay, he's going. So once he kind of finishes his job with the Gandalfs, he's gonna he's gonna find her. And then we uh, we kind of end on a very funny note with a flash forward. We end with a flash forward right. to 2001 in New York. It, Don't think about it. <laughs> Don't think about that. I know what you thought. Don't think about it. We're um, in Manhattan. We're in New York. In we're in New York in 2001. <laughs> of course, Isaac and Miri are there because, of course, they will be. Um, and they're, I, they're, they're a little uh, they're just a little racist. They're by, they're both dressed in like from like different time periods of like ones they experienced that maybe haven't grown out of yet. Um, and they so they they they're trying to be good. They're not they're they're robbing, but they're robbing with good intentions because they are stealing Robin those hooding. those horrible microwave emitting devices that people are addicted to and, and and destroys families just like video games and all those other things. So they they're boomers, <laughs> even though they're not actual boomers. I think what I think what do they qualify under? I don't know, I'm not, uh, whatever the Well, it's like the when people say that, like, Captain America was a boomer, and I'm like, he was born before that. Yeah, I think he's, he's not golden generation, but he, whatever comes before that. Yeah. But yeah, so, th- so they are <laughs> trying to save the children by taking away the cell phones. Um, good luck. Um, yeah, very good luck. Children spend all their time playing video games. Fathers are cheating on their wives. Mothers are going off to work. <laughs> Which is like, oh, they have some very antiquated views, but that's okay. I feel like they just need to learn. It's the breakdown of the family. That's what they call it. But also, like, Emiriel works. She's a robber. But, yeah, so they have, they finally have a realization. They're, it's been 70 years. It's been 70 years, and they just now have the realization that they haven't aged in 70 years. I wonder why. Question, so many yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that everybody else is still alive, or at least, like, most of them are still alive. Yeah. People they, that they, like, still are mostly still alive. They didn't tell them? I... They, they probably just assumed they, they were there when everyone had the conversation. They just weren't paying attention. But, like, later on, they didn't, like, bring up a point. I mean, I guess I can assume that guys in Gamera, like, they weren't always around everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, considering, like, the gold mining thing. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming that they weren't, like, they weren't with, like, the Mozzarella's yeah. and Anis, like, the entire time. Right. Which is fine. But I'm also, like, se- but, like, you had 70 years. To figure this out. To figure it yeah. out. And also have somebody tell you. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any excuses for them. But they are very excited to find out that they haven't aged. And then they're going to call everybody up and have a big party about it, though. Uh, and so we end on the last note, which is um, there are going to be many birthdays to come because they're mortal. Uh, they already have. I don't know how old they were when they became immortal. Like 20, 20s? Probably in their 20s, yeah. So, like, they've already had, they're already technically like 90. <laughs> so, like, so many. <laughs> God damn it. It's fun. The end? And the end. That's where we end that. Uh, right. Dara, what do you think of this episode? I really liked it. It's, it's, a, it's a good ending. Like, this is the moment that we see really, like, everything, mostly everything. There's only, like, one or two little notes um, from the, the first episode that don't really mean that we can ignore, really, for now, that everything gets resolved. So I told you it would get resolved. It did get resolved. So uh, I'm happy. And I'm so happy now it. you have the full picture of everything. And so how has your interpretation of the story changed now that you have the full picture? There is still so much stuff that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the stuff that I do care about, I really like. Mm-hmm. Like, I say, like, the mob stuff, like, I didn't fully, I don't, like, I mean, obviously, it's, like, it's Jacuzzi's gang and Isaac and Mary. They're the ones that I care the most about. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm happy that we got a lot of them. Yeah. And then, like, the mob stuff, like, in the middle, where it's, like, I liked it, but I wouldn't, like, fully care about it. I guess Ennis is, like, also kind of, well, no, I think Ennis might be in the middle point. It's, like, I liked her, but I, got, I didn't, like, I don't have the emotional feelings like I did. Right. But, and then... Basically everything else. I just don't care yeah. about Vlad and... Nah, even the lad still has fun, though. 
Yeah. No, like, Lad and uh, Claire say, but, like, they're fun, but I don't really care about them. Yeah. I know you love, I know you love him, but, like. That's okay. To each, to each their own. I'm like, I don't care about Dallas or, like, an Eve's yeah. kind of an idiot. Eve is, God, Eve, you're so naive. Oh, man. So here is the list of unanswered questions. You might think, dare, Kaylin, dare I say to you, Kaylin, <laughs> you say to me, what unanswered questions do we have? Um, it's just like some some stuff that I really don't care about. Did Gustav St. Germain and Carol ever set the story straight? Those were, of course, were the people. They were the framing device of the first episode. Oh, uh, I totally forgot about yeah. that. We don't really know what they were there up to. What was Elmer's wish in 1711? Didn't he just want people to smile? We, we never actually know what his real wish was that was that was granted. By Did the he game. have a wish? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. He was the the demon said like you're a weird little dude. I'll give you a wish if you want. <laughs> Fine. Uh, does Claire ever reunite with Shawnee? We'll find that out. Well, we... Um, oh, side quest. Yeah. Okay. Side quest. Okay. Side quest. Uh, I think I can say that. What happens to Jacuzzi's gang after the train heist? Uh, will the Runaradas go after Ches for failing to deliver his prototype explosives? That's... I don't really know about that. What becomes of Sillard's coterie of old men? Ah, uh, we don't care about them either. Nope, don't care. So cool. All right, so... I do kind of want to see a little bit of what Jacuzzi's gang is doing after. I know, uh, because uh, I love them. I love them. We love Jacuzzi. This is number one Jacuzzi standing club right here. So that was a lot. I probably talked for like an hour. Yes. I for an hour. Jesus Christ, I talked for an hour. But like that was the end of like the big arc. So like that warranted talking forever. I can't imagine I'm going to talk about And we're done with the this show. Thank you so much for watching. Just kidding. We have three bonus OVA episodes. OVA, of course, means original video animation, uh, which just means they're kind of like offshoots. We're calling them side quests. And it's just like a little thanks for what's going on there. So we... We still get to see a little bit more of what we love, but until then, we're actually going to take a break for a little bit um, before we talk about our first OVA episode, Graham Spector's Love and Peace. Stay tuned. On my computer. God. Okay. Don't do that. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, some more Bacchino. We're going to start with our side quest episodes. All right. Um, right now we're going to talk about Bacchino episode 14, Graham Spector's Love and Peace. Love and Peace. That was that was another anime reference I just did. What? Love and Peace. The Trigun. Trigun is a good one. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. We'll probably won't watch that on this show, but it's fun if you read it. Why would we watch that? I don't know. There's other ones I want to watch. We can watch it eventually. Eventually. It is. We it already is. have like a 30-year plan here. That's true. We do have like a 30-year plan. <laughs> All right. But You're yes. stuck with me. So you may be wondering, Kaylin, the main plot's over. What are we doing? Of course, again, like we said before, OVA episodes, original video animations, um, just like three little side quest episodes. So this one, we are starting kind of after the events of just about everything, everything. in the series. So the, a, a lot of this... Um, we do see some flashbacks, but they're more to explain things that are happening in the current day right, right. Um, than they are to actually, like, introduce plot Boy, is elements. this after the Pussyfoot? Or? This is after the Flying Pussyfoot. Okay. Yes, 1932. All right, because uh, Dodger was there. Yeah, so we're at the uh, location called the Alvier, which we, like, actually see this set in, like, a brief snippet in the first episode, but it's not what's happening right here. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, this is the an establishment owned by the Mozzarella family. Basically, we're just having it's we're having a chill afternoon with uh, a lot of people who we love because Isaac and Miria are 
building a domino structure. Right. It's very serious. We should probably also say, I think we said this in the thing, but this is uh, subbed and not dubbed. Yes, yes. Thank you. So we did watch this with subtitles. Uh, we didn't watch this dub. Everything else we watched dub. I think Bacchano has a really great dub. I it really does. like the dub. Um, I think the voices fit very well. Because it sounds like very, like, New York 1930s. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And so uh, people ask me if I prefer dub or sub. I really like – I'll only really try the dub if it's, like, usually set in a Western setting because then I think sometimes um, the voices kind of go better together, which is why I really uh, – Full Moon Alchemist, I really like the dub of that as well, which uh, – I'm really excited. I really want to rewatch Full Metal Alchemist. So we can do it on the show too. Well, we might just do that, uh, but we have to do your show first. That's true. So, but but, but the, so we get the actual. So yeah. So this is kind of a great opportunity for us to really hear the original voice actors of this, and it's really funny because sometimes I'm like, really, that's the voice you chose, right? Even though it, like they are like the original voices, but just like the characterizations, I think can can come off a little different depending on on which country is coming. Like, like for me, like personally, at least, like, this is what it kind of didn't fit. Yeah, well, we're so used to one. I yeah, I know. But, like, especially because some of the voices are, like, a lot higher pitched. Like, Miria is very high pitched. Um, Chez is, like, super high pitched, even though he's a, I mean, he's a kid, but still. He's very feminine sounding. So, um, and, like, a lot of them are, are higher pitched. Lad has a higher pitched voice. Like, he, Lad uh, doesn't yeah. have, like, the gravelly, grainy uh, sound that he has in the English dub. He just sounds like a dude. <laughs> so, it, it is interesting choices. Um, they're not all terrible, but it it is it does lend itself. It's when you hear the people talking with the accents. It's really fun. I do kind of think I'm like, as of now, I kind of would rather watch the subbed. Yeah. Which is weird because I don't actually, or dubbed, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird because I actually don't like, I guess like the one anime thing that I've seen that's, that's you know, real anime, not Last yeah. Airbender because that doesn't count. Yeah. Right. Is uh, Princess One and Okay. Yeah. And I watched that dubbed mm. and, I, and I didn't like it. Mm. Like, I like the story, but I'm like, it felt off. With well, the, Ghibli dubs are, are really good. They're really good dubs. Like, the acting was really good, but, like, it didn't match up with, like, the lip thing. And that yeah. kind of, like, weirded me out. Yeah. But, yes. So, Domino's. Bacchino. <laughs> Damn it. I uh, know. But, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, very, it's very funny because Isaac and Mira are setting up Domino's. And I think Mize is trying to figure out what's going on. And, basically, the idea is that, like, making Domino structures is for people who are too stupid to figure out the rules of Domino's. What are the rules of Domino's? It's been a while since I've played. It's we also see like Randy and Petso doing the same thing. Everybody's doing it. Like Everybody's doing it. And so like we see like first we see like kind of the idiots doing it, but then we see like Ennis. Yeah. And we see um oh god what's his what's his name? Was uh, it Miza doing it? My Miza was like mostly observing and Firo's observing. We also see Ronnie <laughs> is helping out. Ronnie's the demon, <laughs> which yeah. is way funnier. <laughs> and so. Yes. So they're very excited to, once it's done, like knock down their thing. But Vero accidentally sets it off. So that's kind of like the fun shenanigans we start the episode with. Which, like, what I'm upset about with this episode, because like, I don't think I really like this episode that much. Yeah. Which is just like, we have that, which is like, adult, which like characters that I mostly either like, who I really, either like I really like or like I mostly like. Mm-hmm. And like, we're just having like a fun time. But then we just cut to a bunch of crap that I do not care about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yes. Like, I re- I'm just like... Which I'm, which is why this episode is gonna be a lot shorter because I'm probably just gonna like glaze over a lot of it because like there's like just this, this dude. There's a tuxedo mask guy. There's a te- we call him a tuxedo mask even though he has an absolutely bears no resemblance to tuxedo mask. Because like here's the thing, I know Sailor Moon exists and I know the tuxedo mask is a guy who exists, but that's and like that's the only form of like pretty anime pretty boy that I know. Yeah, is um, he a pretty boy? Is he an anime pretty boy? I he has very pretty boy vibes to me just because of like how like he's designed. Uh, I like the outfit. But yes, yeah, so 
If you're wondering who this pretty boy is, we do drop the title card, which is Graham Spector's Love and Peace. And we do get to meet a fella by the name of Graham Spector. And we call him the pretty boy because he has like this like long blonde hair. It's very... He doesn't have... He has like, you know, those like very anime boy features, like Bishonen features. Like a lot of the characters that we see here, like they look like that. They're like New York mobster, but he doesn't. He's kind of got like a very like late 2000s goth punk haircut. Yes. Yeah. So he really doesn't feel like he fits in. And he does a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he. So where we meet him is uh, like in a warehouse in New York, and he looks like he has this thing about like sad stories, happy stories. So he wants to tell a sad story, and basically, it's not that sad though. He kind of talks about in the sub, it's brother lad. In the wiki, it says boss lad, but basically, like a lad Russo, somebody he respects and Which looks up to to you? a degree. Um, if you do, there's pro- you probably have issues. I'm not gonna lie, you probably have. Like, like, issues. Yeah. We kind of find out about, like, why he does that. So, like, he is sad because we do find out that Lad has been taken into custody because he was found, like, the first and the first slash last time we see him, he was on the side of a train. Right. Bone arm. Bone arm. And the pl- he was surrounded by police. So, like, they're like, hey, you killed a bunch of people. So he has been taken into custody. I mean, he, he did. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of get to see the story of how Graham Spector and Lad Russo really met. We flash back to 1929. So yes, we do have flashbacks in here. But it's like um, more for context. Yeah, exactly. It's more for context. So it's very funny because it was hard to believe. I forgot this was Lad at first. One, he's not wearing a, a white suit. And two, the voices are very different. I yeah, mentioned yeah. that before. Like this Lad has a very just like, just like a, a guy. He just like sounds like a guy that's talking and not like the, like the grainy, raspy kind of uh, dude who's going to like, you know, kill you kind of thing. He's basically talking to his uncle, who, of course, runs the, the Russo family. And it, it basically, Lad has a job to do. And we know that Lad is very good at slaughtering people. He has to, he's basically trying to get back at these guys who are, like, stealing expensive parts and replacing them mm-hmm. with big parts and all that kind of stuff. So, and we know that, that Lad likes to, to kill people. So we do see him go to this uh, auto plant to, to do that. And he's basically trying to, to kill this guy. I don't know who the guy is. His name is Van Dyke. He, I guess he runs the place. Again. Um, for, for mob reasons. Don't care. No, we really don't care. So that's why I'm like glazing over this. As he's trying to kill them, he does get interrupted by this fella who we've seen before. He's Graham Spector. Um, who's big. His like thing. He has a giant wrench. And he does ridiculous things with this wrench. Right. Like ridiculous things. He really likes to disassemble things. He catches a bullet in the wrench. Which is just like a little ridiculous. But we just need to know that this guy is good with a wrench. I don't really know why they start fighting. Basically just because they want to fight. Okay. Hey, let's fight. And so they they fight. And then they, and then the fight ends. So I'm trying to figure out like, like the, um, the motivations here. They're they're crazy. They are crazy. I think that's that's all you need to know. Like, I think I... Graham is like, well, he's also like, a ne'er-do-well. But he seems like a car thief. He seems kind of, kind of, yeah. Because like, Graham kind of comes off because he's interrupting Lad trying to kill this, like, dude Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, why are you protecting this dude? But, like, Graham doesn't really seem that interested. And so he's, so they're, they're basically, they're all like a bunch of criminals, is basically what the, the thing is. And the fight kind of ends with, um, Graham gets a good hit in where he like literally takes out a part of Lad's side, but Lad crazy doesn't die so easily. Right. So like Lad, he's still standing and he 
kind of punches Graham literally across the room. Oh no, I thought Lad got, or I thought uh, Graham got the. No, that was Lad. Oh, that was Lad. Lad gets Graham's wrench right in his side. Whatever. Of course, um, once Graham is kind of defeated, you know he kind of accepts his def- defeat and kind of lets Lad kill him. But Lad only likes killing people, as we know, who don't want to die or don't think they're going to die. So he's not really interested in killing him anymore. So he just, like, kind of lets him go. But And then Lad is like, oh, yeah, that other guy. And just, like, shoots the guy across the room and kills the guy he was trying to kill the whole time. Right. Um, so we know that Lad is crazy. He's very good at killing people. And it seems like there's some kind of mutual relationship going on between these two. Was that his first uh, girlfriend, lover, fiance? <laughs> Don't tell Lua. What? Do we know if he knows Lua yet? I actually don't know if he knows Lua yet. I'm assuming not. Because it seems like they have kind of a whirlwind kind of relationship. Whatever. Then I feel like there was more stuff with Graham and the wrench, but I don't remember. Well, back in the warehouse, like, Graham just literally disassembles a whole car with just, like, spinning, like, just, like, you know, gesticulating wildly with his wrench. So, like, that's, that's fun. It's a little suggestive at times. But yeah, so whatever kind of bond that they formed, I should probably know this, but I really don't care. So uh, Graham thinks it's very sad that that Lad has been imprisoned because like now they can't kind of carry out the things that they wanted to carry out. And so he's he's feeling kind of bummed about that. So I'm trying to remember why we saw this. Oh, oh yes, yes. So we see, again, one of the scenes that we see a lot in the show is the reunion scene at the train station in 1931 right. after the flying pussyfoot. We also, we see another angle of it this time because there was a there was another individual there. There's a fella that we haven't seen in a while, really haven't seen in 200 years, and we've kind of been wondering what he's up to, um, and we get to see a little bit of him. So in this side quest, we do get to see a character uh, who maybe that we we were wondering about. Uh, his name is uh, Elmer. Uh, Elmer Fudd? Elmer Fudd. I kind of wasn't. No, Elmer C. Albatross is his name. I kind of wasn't really interested. I was like, it's fine. I like I like. Elmer I, like I liked him, but I wasn't like... Oh, wondering like, where he was. Right. Yeah. But it's interesting because we we never saw where he was. Like when we had those little flash forward scenes, I think in the beginning of this episode, we didn't really see what he was up to. Um, it turns out he's just like he's there. He's just he's just floating around trying to see. I feel like that's like to. what you should do when you're immortal, just like travel and like have. I feel like because I feel like if you're immortal, like you can't actually probably like hit everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like does it get boring after a point? But like as time goes on, like technology would be fun to just like keep going. Yeah. And, like, yeah. So like, it like yeah. every like like maybe like plop like travel for a while, plop some more down for like a couple decades mm-hmm. have fun right can we do that when we become immortal sure just like hang around i think it'd be fun we have to wait till we're 30 right yeah i only got like a year Three. and a half oh uh, let's not think about that so <laughs> but yes yeah, so elmer he's kind of hanging around he he doesn't reunite with misa yet he's kind of he's gonna wait before he does that um but he does actually somehow get to newfoundland from new york gets to newfoundland i guess it's not that much of a yeah well, I mean, he's also immortal, so, like, he can do whatever he wants. Okay. It's not that hard. So he gets into the jail cell of Marquis de Lafayette, mm-hmm. Huey Laferay, by bribing the guards. Because, of course, I guess once you're immortal, you kind of you rack up some dough after a little bit. Uh, As you should. Which Huey kind of first remarks that, like, that doesn't really seem like his thing. But um, Elmer is really, at, at his heart of hearts, like the same person. Because all he wants to do is make people smile. That's all he wants. He just wants to make people smile. And yeah, like, nice. I think, like, I, yeah. I don't know, for some reason, like, even, like, with, like, the dub, it just, like, kind of comes off creepy, but, like, I know he means, like, well. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be very positive, and we're supposed to, to like him, but, like, that's all he wants. Like, even after 200 years, it's still, like, good to see that, like, he hasn't been jaded by anything. He's still, like, oh, I just want to see a smile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, now we kind of, we learn a little bit more about Hugh here, and uh, how great of a father he is. Yeah. 
He, he's like, ah, oh, you should meet my daughter, Shane. I love my daughter. Here's a flashback to my daughter that shows how great of a father I am. Um, because Shane's whole thing is that um, she is incredibly loyal to him. Mm-hmm. She, and it's kind of worded like she's, she's not an experiment in the same way that Ennis is. That was my question. Is, that, is uh, was Shane a homogulus? Mm-hmm. No, she's not. A, she's referred to as like a marmot for some reason. Which is the what? But like I can't find that on her thing. So I'm going to hold on. I just want to get her wiki a little bit. So I think she's like naturally born, but really just used like used as an experiment, um, which is kind of what does that mean? Uh, like she like she's not a she wasn't like created in a lab. Yeah, but she's basically like a guinea pig for all of Huey's experiments. So he was just curious of can I get a woman pregnant? Sounds like it. And then like what else can I do to her? Um, that horrible father of the year father of the year uh so yes the the circumstances under shawnee's birth are all like just to start not great a little like not great a little shady um but it sounds like you know basically like fair game for whatever weird stuff he was cooking up not in a sexual way though um i said that and sounded kind of sexual it's not sexual no uh, but but even through whatever he did we don't really know but Shawnee is still, like, incredibly loyal to him. Yeah. Because she does feel very strongly to him, like, a very strong mm-hmm. bond as her father. So she is completely loyal to him. We see a flashback to 1922. And so Huey says that he's going to share knowledge with her, like, something that, you know, she can't really, that she can't do anything with, but he wants to impart onto her. Mm-hmm. And he says as a result, he can, he'll give her anything that she wants. And she's so loyal that she says, you know, take my voice. Because the idea is that if it's something that she's not allowed to share, she doesn't want to share. If she takes her voice, she can't give the information that she that he is entrusting with her. Instead of being like, hey, daughter of mine, that's a little too far. Why don't we just dial this back a little bit? Because I will still love you no matter what. He's like, that's great. You're awesome. High five. I- <laughs> no. Huey. No, buddy. So not a good father. No, not so a like, great father. But like, she's loyal to him. So like, she what, is so incredibly so loyal. So like, she must do something good, or like maybe just like he's very good at manipulating people yeah. into like caring about them. I don't know because we don't really see like the circumstances in which like we don't know if it's just her personality to be incredibly loyal or like what all has been done. But yeah, she's like, she's like, all oh, right, let's let's commit, and she commits, and he's like, cool, all right, cool, I'm just gonna take your voice away. That's fine. That's pretty easy. Not the answer. Mm-hmm. Huey, you're a bad father. Yes. Yes, you are. Just a terrible father. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So he finishes telling, like, this story. And, like, <laughs> like Elmer has, like, left at this point. He's I'm like, not sure at what point of the story Elmer's like, all right, this dude's weird. I got to peace out. But he, like, he, like, leaves. Again, Elmer's very just, he still feels very strong about, like, making people feel happy. Right. Um, oh, and then we, we just see, like, a brief shot of um, Shane, who, like, we see kind of what Huey's fate is, that he has been, we see just like a, kind of a story that he has been found guilty of treason, and he has been transported from Canada to New York. So we know that Huey Lafrey was on trial, we know that he had done something bad, we don't really know what, apparently that thing was treason, right? Um, but he has been moved from his jail cell in Canada, I guess, to stand trial, or like, to get his sen- sentencing, maybe, in New York. Daddy's coming home. Great. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, this guy's name is Shaft. 
That's hysterical. What? Like, you know the one guy we thought all the guys in the warehouse were dead because they weren't saying or responding to anything, but there's like the one guy that talked. Apparently his name is Shaft. So like, great. Fabulous. Mother dude's name is Shaft. Uh, He's a bad mother. He's a <laughs> you know. You can finish it. What? It's Shaft. Yeah, yeah never mind. Have you never seen or I've never actually to, seen Shaft? No. It's the song bit where he say he's a bad mother, and, so, and then a woman pops in. And he's like, "Shut your mouth." <laughs> no, come on. What? No. You okay? No. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. So Graham's just like going off. He's a weirdo. Um, we don't really care. That's what it. Who cares? So, but he has like a gang or whatever. And they're trying to get Lad out. They're trying to. They're not even trying to get Lad out. They're just trying to do like other things. But they somehow the Genovians are involved. And we get we basically hear like a little bit more about like the family because the like the father and the oldest brother died and then uh the um the second brother, Dallas, they like basically the rumor is that he just drowned. Which so like, we know he's we know he's, he did he, several times, multiple times, probably hundreds of times. Over a year. I uh, yes. So and so like the the heir to the family is now um, so they they kind of are interested in that. So they want to kidnap her. And I don't trust Graham with... They want to blackmail her. I thought they want to kidnap her. They might kidnap her, but... Uh, but I don't trust Graham her. with women mm-hmm. in general. I don't and trust him with anybody. I don't trust, He feels, like, creepy. I don't like him. He has him. very creepy vibes. Which, like, is why I don't really like his episode. Because, like, we spent so much time with him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like him. Yeah. It's not even a fun don't like. <laughs> it's a don't like, don't like. No. And, uh... This fella Shaft says something that Graham doesn't like, so he kills him. Great. <laughs> With a wrench. So, like, gangs, y'all. It's great. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, and so we don't care about that, so, like, whatever. <laughs> Even though it sounds like that's kind of, like, the main plot of this uh, It is, but I don't plot. care. We don't care. Go back to uh, the do- I kept saying, go back to the dominoes. We do go back to Spider-Gwen, that's- Rachel. So, as we remember, she's a little confused about some of the things that she saw on the flying pussyfoot one, which was, like, a child whose head got exploded, and but apparently, according to the president, is still alive. Um, so he gives her, like, a hint, like, hey, if you go, like, down here, you'll probably see this kid. You can, you can ask him the questions that you want to ask him. Right. Um, so Rachel does. Yeah, so she, uh, Chez is walking with Ennis, and then Rachel's like, yo, how are you alive? <laughs> Funny story. She's just like, she's like, hey, buddy, why are you alive? And, like, Ennis is like, what? And Ches like, I got this go over here. We're just gonna we're just gonna talk. So uh Ches takes her into like an alley. Ennis knows that he's immortal, right? Um I'm assuming so. Okay. You would think that you think that would come up, right? It's been it's been a been a minute, so you think that would come up. Yeah. First Ches introduces himself with a fake name, basically to make sure that she's not an immortal. And once he realizes that, he kind of properly introduces himself and just is like he's like, eh, you kinda saw what's happening and you're with the news, so like I'll just kind of tell you what's going on. All right. So he's, he's a little more, he's not trusting, but he's a little little less guarded, I would say. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And then we're going to go back to Graham, even though we don't care about him. All right, you talk. So, I'm going to go back to sleep. All right. All right. I'm trying to figure out. So I don't know what they're trying to figure out, but they they basically want to know, like, what the deal is with just everything. And, of course, oh, there was there was a gang, that, of course, that was giving lads gang a hard time um, and they want to know who the, the leader is and they pull out the poster it's not a jacuzzi so we don't see jacuzzi don't hurt jacuzzi one of the people says that they saw this guy at the hospital the other day and he seems like a wimp despite the fact that he has a sword tattoo on his face um, how dare you 
So Graham, of course, Jacuzzi sells a bounty on his head. So they want to capture Jacuzzi so they can get the, uh, bounty. Get the bounty and take it for the Russo family. They can call the operation a tribute to Lad in case they are sent to prison. Oh, so they want the money. Okay, bounty for the Russo is interesting. They also, okay, now they suggest that they kidnap Eve, even though he prefers older women. Gross. 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 But they can also use Eve as bait to get Jacuzzi to the warehouse. What? Um, How? With the potential ransom money serving as a massive bonus. Oh, okay. I was so, like, no, but would Jacuzzi want to go for that? I don't, I don't know, because he doesn't know Eve. He doesn't know the Genovians. Right. So. And he's not, he's not a safe people thing. He's a bootlegger. Right. I don't think he would go for that. So I don't, I don't like this guy. No, we don't really like this guy. Um, so yeah, the plan is, but the plan is they they want they want to get jacuzzi, get the money for jacuzzi for whatever purpose. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be a bad episode to edit because it's like yeah, I don't really care. But like Graham's factor, Graham's factor, give us another reason to care about you in the next one. But yes, that is. This I mean, he's only got two episodes to make me like him so far. Yeah. Not not quite yet, buddy. Yeah. He's more of like he's more of like the the character who's driving the plot for these little side things. Great. But like whatever. But if, if it lets us see jacuzzi again, that's okay. that's fine. I uh, so yes, that is this episode. Dare what you what you think? I don't really like it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's more like this episode's kind of a setup for like I think the two next episodes, just to, like so we can get an idea of really what's going on. Oh wait, that's at the end. That's that's the end of the episode. Okay, so are we, doing just, a, are we doing a comment? We are doing a comment. Let's go to a comment corner because we felt neutral about that episode. Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't know if you want to. Um, we actually got some Instagram comments that are real comments and not spam comments. Oh, yes. Read, read us the Instagrams. Well, let me, how, how do I? Oh, because we have a new commenter that we really want to highlight um, who's been commenting on a lot of our stuff who we really appreciate. Also commented on our Instagram as well. So, like, hell yeah. Thank you. It's good is. to see you. Okay, so it's um K Shadow Wav. Is it VA? Oh, Shadow VA. VA, like voice actor. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so this is. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Yeah, please stick around because Bakuno's almost done. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you have been watching all of our Bakuno stuff, so like, we really appreciate it, and thanks for commenting. All right, so this was the episode with uh, Isaac and Mira unconditionally spread happiness around them. So she said, Bakuno is my fave, and I love how you guys are liking the series so far. Yay! Yay! And then she commented on episode nine, Claire Stanfield faithfully carries out the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, murder boys. I agree with Kaylin. I, I love Claire as a character. He's so interesting to look at, and I can't wait for Dara to watch more. I wish I had a Thank friend to watch. Thank you for agreeing with me. I wish I had a friend to watch Bakuno when I got into it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're like, watching, like I can't believe this is crazy, and so that's why it's really fun, especially with this this show that we do. Like first reaction, fan reaction is really fun in general because we get to like, it's like our excuse to be like, sit down and watch this with me. It's really cool. But I do kind of appreciate the fact that like you're kind of like, I'm not sure I'm actually gonna like this show. Yeah, let's I, be real. I, I was I was honest because like there's there's some things that are really cool about it, and there's some things that are like really weird about it so I, I didn't know what I don't mind weird shows to. I'm just like not a big animation person yeah yeah and so that's why I wasn't sure but um all right so let's let's head over to some things here um so I'm going to read comments from a couple of our episodes um so I think we're going to start around episode five we're going to go from episodes like five to seven a lot of Zom comments here Zom it's good to see you hey Zom hey how's it going oh we had discussed I think Zom made a comment about made him about the writer of the manga, and I was like, are you talking about the writer of the manga or the, the light novels who like did all the research um, about the states? Zom says, I think right. the manga writer, though, it might have been the light novel. And so K Shadow VA 
says the same person who wrote the light novels wrote the manga. I don't know if the author drew for it, though. I just know that the same artist drew for Dorara, seeing how this... Um, what came out first? Bakuno. No, no, no. I mean, oh, the light novel. Light novel. Light okay. novel. Light novel. Yes. So we got, we settled that. Okay, so I, I did not... Thank you for letting me know that the... Um, Writer, the manga writer and the light novel writer were the same because that's not always the same because some people like adapt it like different people will adapt things somebody somebody commented on our first pushing these episode just like a thumbs up so thanks Carrie that's a somebody commented on our Legend of Korra book four finale what did they say it's kind of a long one but we're gonna read it because this is this is the show and this is what we do so this is from Marie Nacha on our Legend of Korra book four finale um episode who says what would have happened if all the avatars had learned to master all the rare masteries and also learned to master all mastery techniques and also learned to block chi and also learned to master all fighting techniques and also learned to master all styles of fighting and also learned to master all martial arts styles and also learned to master all weapons and also learned to master all the powers of the spirits what would happen? I mean, that's, that's what we in the business call way too OP. That's a que- that is a question. That's a great question. Guys, guys, let us know. I want to know. Like, let us know what you think about that. But, the, but it doesn't say that the Avatar is the master of all the elements. It's the master of all four elements. Mm-hmm. That's what I think that's what the, that's what Katara says in The Last Airbender. Yeah. So, like. But, but Dara, what if they mastered <laughs> all the masteries and also all the masters of the masters? Dara, we gotta know. Um, thank you, Marie. That's a great question that you raised. I don't have an answer for I, I am kind of curious, but thank you for the question. Thank you. Way too OP. Um, <laughs> all right. And so episode seven, some comments from Zom here. Uh, Chez could always claim to be a dwarf or a small person. I mean, like, but, like, that's, like, different, though. Yeah. That's, like, different. I mean, like, yes, but also it's, like, different. I think it's even in past with a child because, like, he looks like a child. Yeah. And. As we can see, he's very good at manipulating people as a child. And Zom also says, the voice of the demon is not just the voice of Stein from Soul Eater. He's also uh, uh, Show Tucker from uh, Fulminal Alchemist Brotherhood. <sighs> Tucker. Yeah, that's true. Not, not, not as much of a sexy voice in that one, now is he? Sarah has no idea what I'm talking about there. <laughs> but, like, if you know, you know. Question mark. Yeah, if you know, you know. Don't know. I and don't you know. shouldn't know. Um, it'll be fun when we get to I feel to like it. I will know eventually. We'll know eventually. And then actually, I'm just going to read this one. I think we're going to be good for today. Okay. So Kay Chatelier commented on our first Bakuno review. Hi again. Um, says, Bakuno is my favorite series, mostly because the story is told in such a unique way. It forces you to pay attention to every single detail, true, of what is being presented and determine which ones are important to each character. Every character has unique mot- uh, motives and each one seems important and human. I can't wait to see how you like this series. Um, it's It's been fun. It's been, it's been, it's and been, it is true. I love. There, it's been a ride. It's a lot of small details, and I'm really excited for us to go back and watch the first episode again if we can do that. Um, and just be like, oh, 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 ah, ho, ho. Um, and I think that's where we're gonna call it here for the comment. Okay. So thank you all for watching today. Um, it has been a really fun time to finish off Bakuno, but we still have a couple of OBA side quests left. Uh, but yes, you were watching First Reaction, Fan Reaction. Of course, if you are watching us and you're on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. We there. will read your comments. We do read the comments on the show if that was not proof, even the really long and weird ones. We read them. Um, and we appreciate and them. also, yes, we do appreciate it. If you are not, if you're listening to us, we are on iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff where you find all your favorite podcasts so you can find us on. We're not on Stitcher. There, we're, not on, we're not on Stitcher. But like those other places we are. So you can, of course, uh, rate, review, all that kind of stuff on there. Take us on the go. We want to be with you always.
Don't be okay, not not there though. That's weird. That's that's for you. Well, that's don't be creepy time. about it. And you can find us on a variety of social media. Of course, Dare mentioned our Instagram, which is really cool to get comments there. So thank you for those who have followed us on Instagram. That's really exciting. We are what at Witty Clothes. Witty Clothes Productions. We are Witty Clothes Productions on Instagram. We're also on Twitter at Witty Clothes, Facebook Witty Clothes Productions on there. Please look us up, like, follow us, all that kind of stuff. We're really excited to see you. You can send us an email if you wanted to, if you like that kind of thing. Witty mm-hmm. Clothes at Gmail dot com for all whatever purposes you would use an email for and uh, we also have a patreon dare talk about patreon please um so we're on patreon patreon.com slash witty clothes right now um, i think i'm gonna change i think it's gonna be a couple changing chairs right now at the um so right now we started the five dollar tier if you pay five dollars a month you get access to our monthly live streams um i think this will probably come out in november probably so I think oh, it's november or december so like I, we're gonna be watching it's like we kind of like have a chat with sometimes watch a movie we're gonna be watching a movie uh, for the beginning of the holiday season, do you want to announce what movie? I forgot which it was. I think it's called Happiness Season. I'm going to probably... Oh, Happiest post- Season. Happiest yes. Season. That yes. uh, I watched last year on Thanksgiving, and I, I haven't seen Kaylin it. I haven't to watch. Even though it has lesbians, which why and haven't Kristen, I watched that And yet. Kristen Stewart as a lesbian. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Audrey Poss as a lesbian. Don't mind me. I'm just a little thirsty over here. Continue. So that's going to be November. Uh, we don't know what we're doing for the holiday season yet for December, but like we'll get, we'll figure it out. So that's the monthly live stream. Um, you also get uh, access to our spinoff show, First Reaction or Fan Reaction, which we're uh, either at this point where like, we're still like finishing off the show and then we're going to start putting them out either on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. We're watching WandaVision right now. Woo! And uh, we've actually, we've recorded up to, we're almost on the sitcom bit, so that'll, and then we're going to get to, you know, the other fun stuff. I don't want to spoil the show if you haven't watched it yet, but like that yeah. show, we're very... It's more fun to just, like, watch something that either, like, we've never seen before. We're like, what is happening? Or, like, uh, we've seen this before. Let's have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, $10 level is kind of like, uh, hey, we're going to just, like, anything. Like, if you can either vote on stuff that we talk about in the live stream or watch on the, either shows. Um, we're going to watch stuff that doesn't actually fit on either thing. Like, maybe, like, like I'm, I want to watch Bake Off. I don't know what Kayla wants to do. Yeah. She'll figure it out. I'll I think figure it out. They're going to make other tiers. Like, maybe if you, if people want us to do, like, a... Like a not a mukbang, but like a dinner with us, like live stream thing, or like an ASMR well, thing. We'll, t- we'll try it. We might do like a that, like a thirty dollars. We're table. sluts for money, so like why not? <laughs> we're not sluts for money. We're whores for money. That's true. I'm polite. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But that's Patreon. Patreon. Um. So yes, that is about all the social media that you can find us. Also, at. we have an email. <laughs> I did say the email already. Oh, did say I email. did say the email. I'm sorry. Uh, I know we always do the email last, but I did say that beforehand before we got to the, the Patreon. But yes, please follow us. Um, and thank you for watching. If you've been watching with us, uh, it's really exciting when we get new followers. So, like, thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you for engaging with us. And yeah, I'm I think sure... we're like 620 subs now, so like, I'm really happy. Yeah, so I know that there's people who are who are watching, uh, but not interacting, because I am also a lurker when it comes to media as well. I am so, like, I know you're out there, and we appreciate you as well. But that is all the time we have for today, because I've been talking for a very long time. You have been. It's, um, a, it's almost been two hours. Jeez, Louises. But... Oh, no, we're at like, we're, we're like an hour 40. Yeah. But join us next time as we're going to officially, officially conclude Bachno with the end of our side We're also going to announce our next show. Um, and we will... Oh, God. We will announce this next show. It's that time already, isn't it? It is. Flo- power is so fleeting. Uh, we're going to watch Bacchino episode 15. The delinquents that arrive at the high-class neighborhood are the same as always. In episode 16, Carol realizes that the story cannot have an ending. I will also say, um, we are going to do a live stream for Bacchino. We don't know the date of that yet. Probably by the time this episode comes out, we'll have a video saying the date. Yeah. So there's that. So that that will be planned, um, and it, it is coming. But uh, until next time, I'm Kim Clear. I'm Dar Whitman. Peace. Peace.